pleasure it is to know the Savior that can quench the thirst. Amen. And uh, help us along the way. Praise God. And if uh, the families of Sophia, Sophie Isabella, Nels will, if they would like to join us. Amen. Front, they'd like to. see them one day you turn around a couple times and all of a sudden they're they're growing and so it's a uh, it's amazing praise God amen so we're here tonight to dedicate Sophia to the Lord amen and to hi there hi there amen because we know that through her young life, it's important to have the Spirit of God that will be working not only in your lives, but in her life. And so I want to read some scripture here, and then we'll have our ministry brethren to help us out. My wife is uh, holding Sophia, so she looks like she's content, so we can take about 45 minutes here and do a real good dedication. Praise God. You know, the Bible says in the New Testament, we read concerning the infant Christ that we, that when eight days were fulfilled, the Bible says they called his name Jesus. In the book of Luke, let me read a portion of scripture here as well as Proverbs and Genesis. And when eight days were accomplished before the circumcision of the child. His name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of a purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to represent him to the Lord. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him then he took him on his arms and blessed God and said Lord now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation and Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which were spoken of him and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him Proverbs gives us a directive that's very important in the 22nd chapter in verse 6, and we've all probably heard it one time or another. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child. That doesn't mean you beat the child or take the switch after him. You train up a child. A lot of that is with us, how we raise them as people. In Genesis 18, verse 19 says, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice 
and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abram that which he had spoken of him. In Deuteronomy, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Amen. It's a teachable moment as you raise children. Talk to them, tell them stories, and help them grow. Psalms 145.4 says, One generation shall not praise thy works to will praise thy, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. So here today we uh, uh, are here with this uh, happy occasion, which uh, we like Mary and Hannah of old uh, bring Sophia today to dedicate her unto the Lord. The scripture said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And it's fitting that you uh, bring her into the house of God to dedicate her to the Lord because really that's the most important thing in our lives is to have that relationship, have that connection with God because not is it only important to us as parents, uh, you know, but it's also important for our children and then if the Lord tarries their children and so on and so forth and so tonight is is basically a a time to help you as parents to look at that obligation and realize and appreciate that obligation uh, that will help you raise your children up amen to be nurtured in the admonition of God and and when they come of age and responsibility, then they can make that decision and they can hopefully walk in the things of God. So God has a purpose, I believe, for every child's life. It's no different with Sophie. I believe God's got a purpose for her life. And it's, it's, it's up to us to help try to find that purpose in the things of God. Amen. No matter what comes our way, that's what we want. And so it's a privilege, I believe. I believe they're a gift from God. And so I believe it's a privilege to be able to take that which God has given us and to be able to raise them in the things of God so that we, the will of God can be conducted in life. I have a covenant that I want to read. And when I ask you some questions, if you will just say, we do. And uh, basically, it is a covenant between you and God, amen, that, uh, that you make here today that will help you along the way. Do you now present your child before God in solemn dedication? Do you consecrate yourselves as parents to bring up your child, Sophia, in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord? Do you promise to instruct her in the teachings of Jesus Christ and in the practice of prayer and to guide her in the development of a Christ-like character do you promise to try your best to the best of your ability to shape the home life of your child both by your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ your own personal devotions and by your words and your example that she will at a proper age most naturally come to understanding who Jesus Christ is and will want to serve him 
and have fellowship with him. Okay. Amen. Well, we're going to pray with Sophie tonight and ask that the blessings of God will be upon her and the blessings of God will be upon Michael and Brittany and the rest of the family because we all will have stake in her life somewhere, some way, somehow. And grandparents, parents, grandparents, nieces, nephews, who all is involved. Amen. To be able to put that in her and to let her see the love and the light from the things of God. So if you would help me out here, Brother uh, Brother Bobby is coming up. He's I didn't mention this, but he's got to have surgery tomorrow. I'm going to embarrass him real big tonight. He's got a mask on so you can't see it. But uh, actually tomorrow and also Friday. So we want God to be with him. And would you all gather together with us in prayer? Just raise your hands right now and let's pray a blessing. Amen upon Sophia and her family. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you tonight. Amen for the hope that we have in you. And I pray, God, tonight that in this portion of our service that your spirit would rest upon Michael and Brittany as the parents of this lovely young girl, Sophia Isabella. And I pray, God, that your hand would be upon her. Amen. And uh, as well as her sister, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that your hand would be upon the grandparents and the family members that will be a part of her life and to help her along her way. I pray, God, that our light will shine, that you will move upon us. Amen. I pray a hand of uh, protection upon her. Amen. Let your joy be upon her. Let your peace be upon her. Amen. And so, God, as we come to dedicate her unto you right now, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would rest upon her. That is our prayer, the prayer of dedication, Lord, as we give her to you. And I pray, God, that she will be raised in that light. So bless us today. Give us wisdom and let our prayers be one together. In your wonderful name we pray. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So may the Lord be with you all. That is our prayer. And I think my wife has a Bible for her. Amen. Her first little Bible. Amen. There you go. Get used to it. And read it. Amen. God bless you. To the family, congratulations. And to Brittany and Michael, congratulations. Amen. May the peace of God be with you all. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Out of all the things God is, and He's a lot of very great things, I'm sure we can all agree. One of my favorite things about Him is that He's faithful. Man, humans are not faithful, they're not dependable. Some people are more dependable than others, but God is there every single time, no matter what, has never left me, even if I've deserved it. Um, it's probably my top three favorite things about him. And we're singing a song tonight about how faithful God is. Um, and just dwelling on that has brought up a lot of past pain in my life and battles that I've been facing um, or that I've faced and overcome, th thankfully. Um, but I've 
read this scripture. This is probably, I mean, you read scripture and you reread it and it kind of sticks out to you at different points in your life. And when this uh, pandemic first started, I was just reading a lot of um, encouraging scriptures. I would just look up and, you know, I need an encouraging scripture. And this one just has stuck with me kind of this year. Um, but 1 Thessalonians 5:24, and it's the NIV version, but it says, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And that's it. Very, very a firm statement. He will do it. Um, and that's just kind of stuck with me and everything that I've been facing this year and thankful for a faithful God. And as we sing tonight, just, you know, dwell on that faithfulness. And if you are battling right now, no matter what you're facing, he will bring you through it. He is faithful and he will do it. Amen. So give it over to him and let him do it for you. Do you 
Revelation, the 19th chapter, if you will, this evening, the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. Don't worry, I'm not going to try to scare you to death tonight. By the time you go to the book of Revelation, that, that far late into the scene, everybody's thinking, oh my, what are we going to talk about tonight? Amen. The 19th chapter of the book of Revelation, verses 11, 12, and 13. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he the judge and make war. His eyes were as a flaming fire, and on his head were many crowns. Everybody say many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And His name is called the Word of God. Lord God, we thank You once again this evening for Your goodness, Your mercy, Your love and kindness that You have so graciously shown to us. Thank You, Lord, for the hope that we have in You. And I pray, God, tonight for the next few minutes, Lord Jesus, that You would touch our hearts, let our ears be responsive and hear Your Word, let our hearts be responsive and receive your word that we might, amen, leave here uh, different than the way we came, encouraged, and know that one day that you are going to come for your church and we want to be ready. So I pray, God, tonight let us be listening to that word that it might have an effect on our lives and we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' wonderful name and everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For you that are joining us online, we're glad you're with us as well, and uh, we're hoping that all is well in your household, and uh, we want to minister to all of us here together, amen, to receive the word of the Lord with gladness and openness of heart. You know, I'm thankful that Jesus Christ is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Praise God. And uh, when you read this portion of scripture, uh, just to give you note, it does, I believe, strike fear in the heart of the enemy of our soul. And not only is uh, the enemy scared of this scripture, but I also believe the world is also scared of this scripture. And if they're not, they need to be. Because this scripture here, we're not talking about the rapture of the church. That's already taken place. But we're talking about the literal return of Jesus to this earth to smite the nations at the battle of Armageddon and when we see and read about Satan we understand that a man he is the enemy of course of our soul but he's also the enemy of God and he is uh, the God if I might say of this world at this present time and he will not give up without a fight but one day we do know that Jesus is going to come. We do know that he's going to set up his kingdom <clears throat> on the earth. And we do know that the enemy, Satan, is going to try to stop him through the armies of this world. And when Jesus splits the clouds, we talk about it, you know, the eastern sky, the clouds, we sing about it, amen, but then one day it's going to happen and he comes riding back on his white horse with all the saints of God. And the nations, the Bible said, will see him. 
Amen. And they will become confused and, and they will become confounded. Amen. But when Jesus puts his foot on the Mount of Olives, it's going to be a wonderful time for the nation of Israel. Amen. That's going to have gone through a, a lot of destruction and a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. Amen. But this will be a great time for them. Amen. But it's going to be a fearful time for the nations that know not God. In verse 12, it tells us that Jesus Christ, amen, on his head were many crowns. And he had a name that was written that no man knew but himself. Amen. He has more crowns and more victories than any earthly king that history could ever record. Jesus never had an army. He never handled a sword. But today he stands as the greatest conqueror. Amen. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Again in verse 12 it says Jesus had many crowns upon his head. On his head is the crown of the king of heaven. His empire is higher than the heavens and lower than the lowest hell. The earth is a wide domain. Nothing is beyond his reach. We can go to the moon, he can go farther. We can go to Mars, he can go farther. <clears throat> in fact, I was reading about the Hubble Ultra Deep Field Telescope. Amen. The HDF is one of the deepest views, amen, of the visible universe to date. There are approximately 10,000 galaxies in this view, which is sort of a core sample of a very narrow patch of sky near the constellation of 4MAX. Amen. The smallest, reddest galaxy in the image, of which there are about 100, are among the most distant known objects. I could go and read more than what I read about. But as I read about that and I talk about it to myself, amen, I realize that God, amen, is even can go further than that. He can go further than the strongest telescope that they have. He can reach farther than all of the constellations and all of the galaxies and all of the stars. I was reading where they said that there are places that they are seeing now that, 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 that is 13 billion light years away from the earth. In other words, if their calculation is true, uh, amen, the starlight that they're seeing today uh, started 13 billion years ago. Amen. Now, we, we, uh, we can talk about all that. I'm just talking from their science. Amen. But understand this. He can reach further. The Bible said He is the great I Am. The Bible said He is the everlasting Father. The Bible said He is the Prince of Peace. The Bible lets us know that He is Jehovah God of Israel. Amen. There is no other God. Amen. He said, I am one. I am by myself. Here is the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. Amen. He is God. Amen. Manifest in the flesh. The King of heaven. And he has a right to wear the crown as the King of heaven. Amen. On his head is a crown of creation. All things were made by him. By his word he created the mountains. By His Word, He created the valleys. By His Word, He created light. By His Word, He brought forth the seas. By His Word, He balanced the clouds in the air. Amen. By His Word, He molded every atom. By His Word, He brightened every star. By His Word, He created all the forces. By His Word, He hung the world upon His Word. Amen. Everything in our universe obeys the voice of God. 
no other king can wear that crown of creation. Come on, let's clap our hands and praise the Lord tonight. Jesus and Him alone has the right and only right to wear that crown of creation. Amen. He has a crown also of providence. He controls the destiny of man and the destiny of angels. He guides His church with the power of His Spirit. Amen. And in our sinful world, amen, we look at it today and it may look like it's out of control. But Jesus has everything under His control. Amen. He allows sin to prosper and grow. Amen. But there will be a time that there will be a harvest. Amen. And then the tares will be cast into the fire. Amen. And at that harvest, that's where everything will be separated. And those that refuse to live for Him, well, I hate to tell them tonight, amen, but they will be a part of the casting away. He holds the world in His hands. He holds the stars in His hands. He holds the mountains in His hands. He holds the rivers in His hands. He has the seas in His hands. And He also has you and me in the palm of His hands. He has the right to wear the crown of providence. On His head also is a crown of grace. Amen. And I believe tonight, as the Scripture says, Jesus is the grace giver. Amen. He is the giver of the water of life. Amen. The grace and mercy of God, I believe, is flowing today. Amen. From His throne. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of glad it is. Because if we didn't have the Spirit of God in this world, could you imagine what it would be like? Amen. The Spirit of God being absent. Amen. From our world. Amen. What we see today is nothing in comparison. Amen. To what it will be like when the Spirit of the Lord is no longer on the earth. Amen. There is nobody like Jesus. Amen. And His grace and His mercy flows to whomsoever will. Amen. That decides that they want to follow Him. Amen. There is no other king who can wear that crown of grace. He has the right to wear the crown of grace upon His head. Amen. These crowns, understand this. When you talk about God, man, God, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. We got a God that's all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful. Amen. Can be anywhere at one time. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. These crowns were all laid aside. Amen. All laid aside. Amen. So he could stoop down and become the king of humanity. He came to this earth. Amen. For crowns of redemption. Amen. He could have stayed in glory and, and just never worried about what was going on. But yet he knew, amen, that his creation, that which he created from the beginning, when he created Adam and he created Eve, amen, some way the enemy worked his way into their life. And you know the story. They fell, amen, from the grace of God and fell out of that relationship and had to leave the Garden of Eden. So God said, you know what? There has to be a, a redemption. There has to be a sacrifice. Amen. I've got to do something where I can bring them back into relationship with me. You tell me salvation isn't important. I'm going to tell you it's the most important thing in your life. If you want to find yourself back in good grace with God and in relationship with God, you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise Him tonight. Hallelujah. 
So he laid them down and came to this earth. Amen. For a crown of redemption. There have been kings in the past who tried to be the king of humanity. Amen. You had Nebuchadnezzar that you read about in the Old Testament. He tried to be the king of humanity and he failed. Amen. In our time you had Napoleon that tried to be the king of humanity and he failed. You had Alexander the Great that tried to be the king of humanity and he failed. You had people like Hitler and Stalin and all that kind of that group of people that, that wanted to control the world, but they failed. Everybody shout, they failed. And you know what? The enemy is going to fail again. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ is the only one, amen, who has become the king of humanity. And folks, he did this by dying on a cross. Amen. A place called Calvary. And he died there for all of the world's sin. He took upon the sins of the world. He put them on his shoulder. Amen. He died there on the cross so that you and I might have the opportunity that we have tonight. Amen. To find that relationship with him. Jesus bore the battle scars of redemption in his body. Amen. You can look at your scars and you can say, look what I got. I got this here. I got this there. Amen. Somebody might have been in battle and said, I got this. I got that there. Amen. You look at those scars. Amen. But they're not like the battle scars that Jesus Christ has and what he bore. Amen. The Bible lets us know he took nails in his hand. He took a spear in his side. He had a crown of thorns on his, uh, on his, uh, on his head. Uh, he had a nail driven in his feet. Uh, amen. The blood was spewing out onto the ground. Uh, and it was that blood, that precious blood. Amen that was shed for you our redemption amen hallelujah don't take it for granted don't take it for granted amen don't don't take it or leave it don't have that kind of mentality don't have that kind of attitude amen you need to say lord i want to thank you amen for loving me i want to thank you for being my provider i want to thank you for being my caregiver i want to thank you for the blood that you shed on calvary so that i might have the opportunity tonight amen to change my life amen and walk in the pathway that you have laid out before me So he has the right to wear the crowns of humanity uh, on his head. He has the right to wear the crown of conquest of death. Amen. He has the right to wear the crown of the conquest of sin. He has the right to wear the crown of the conquest of suffering. He has the right to wear the crown of the conquest of sorrow. He has the right to wear the crown of the conquest uh, of the enemy of our soul, uh, Lucifer, Lucer, Su Satan, uh, amen, or Slewfoot, whatever you want to call him. Amen. He's got the power. Amen. Jesus suffered. Uh, he crucified. Uh, he died. Uh, he was buried. Uh, amen. But he didn't stay there. Hallelujah. He rose again. He descended into hell. Amen. But he come out and he took it captivity. Amen. He has the keys to death. Amen. Bear hell and the grave. Listen to me tonight. He's the only one that can set you free. I've said this before. I'll say it again. This all sounds like words of defeat. Amen. The enemy thought he had it made. It's over. He's done. He's in the grave. He's dead. Because, you see, when man dies and goes in that grave, we read the story in the New Testament about Lazarus when Jesus got word that he was bad. 
And then Lazarus died, and he kind of held on for a few more days before he went. But when he went to that grave, and they pulled that stone away, it was the words of life that Jesus spoke back into the body of Lazarus that had been dead for four days. Listen to me. He's the only one. I can't do it. You can't do it. Nobody else can do it. Only Jesus. Right? Everybody say, only Jesus. Amen. So, so he is the only king who ascended out of the grave. Napoleon hasn't ascended out of the grave. Alexander the Great hasn't ascended out of the grave. Nero hasn't ascended out of the grave. Hitler hasn't come up out of the grave. Amen. All these other, other world leaders, uh, when they die, they die. They go to the ground and it's there that they stay. Until the judgment day. Jesus is the only king that came out of, came from death and the grave. He stands supreme today as the king of kings and the lord of lords. Amen. He's the greatest thing going on right now, folks. Upon the head of the Lord are many crowns, it says. Amen. But he's waiting for one more crown. Everybody say one more crown. Amen. He's waiting for that bridegroom crown. Amen. I believe we're living in the rapture generation, folks. Amen. I don't mince words with that. I believe we are living in the rapture generation. Amen. I believe the Lord is going to come for his church. I believe it's sooner than what people think. Amen. Our world is getting caught up in all kinds of stuff. Amen. The Bible says they're going to cry for peace. Amen. But it's going to be far from them. Amen. Sudden destruction. Amen. I believe that what the world's going through right now is a shaking. And I believe you and I need to realize that today is the day to live for God with everything we've got. Amen. And tell everybody else about the saving power of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe we're living. The Lord's getting ready to come for his church. I believe he's getting ready to take his bride home. I believe this is going to be the generation that will bring back the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I believe this is the end time. I believe this is what we're going through. I believe we see the signs of the times. Amen. I believe we've seen prophecies uh, that have come to pass one right after another. I don't think there's anything else that needs to be, uh, 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 that needs to come to pass. I believe it's all done. All we're waiting for now is for the Lord to say it's time. Amen. It's time. And you and I, at any moment, the trump of God could sound. It could happen before we leave the service. It could happen before I'm done preaching right now. Amen. And the Bible said the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain are going to be called up together to meet them in air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now that makes us uncomfortable, Brother Howard. When we start talking about the coming of the Lord, it does make us uncomfortable. Amen. I said I wasn't going to scare you half to death. But you know what? I think I've changed my mind. Amen. I think I'm going to change my mind. I think we need to be scared right now. I think we need to have a self-examination of our, of our life. I think we need to look in the mirror and say, where am I at spiritually? I think we need to look at our lives and take inventory and say, amen, what part of me is spiritual and what part of me is carnal? Amen. What part of me is really living for God or am I still fulfilling the lust of the flesh and walking out in the lust of the flesh and working the, the works of the flesh out in my life? Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight that you want to be right with God. You want to make things right with God. You want to be ready for the rapture of the church because it could happen at any moment. And folks, amen, when this happens, Jesus is going to take his bride home. Amen. And the marriage supper is ready. Amen. If you just kind of spiritually smell a little bit, you can probably hear it cooking. Amen. That marriage supper is ready. All the chairs are in place. The food is on the table. 
everything's polished and swept. Amen. And he says, it's bring, bring the bride. Bring home the church. It's time. I don't know how you feel. Amen. But you know what? Let me, let me ask you a question here. Brother Greg, sometimes, you know, we have these banquets. Can't have them now, basically, because, you know, they say, you know, we don't want no large gatherings and stuff like that. But you know what? I can tell you, we have a banquet. And, and how many knows when you go to that wedding nowadays, for most part, amen, and you, you, you got to give an RSVP. Amen. In other words, you got to let them know that you're going to come. And then what they do when you let them know you're going to come, and they've got you on that list, then all of a sudden they start, they start putting these uh, 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 charts out, uh, you know, these uh, uh, graphs, these easels, and, and these boards out that they will begin to match names, and they will put them at different tables. And, and when you come in, Brother Howard, you walk in, you walk to that door, somebody will point to you and walk in, you walk over there, and you're looking for your name. You know what I'm talking about? How many's ever done that? You're looking for your name. You made a reservation. You were invited to come. You made a reservation to go to the reception and you walk up. And what are you looking for? You're looking for your name. What table am I sitting with? You know, and what's funny with these things, who's also sitting at that table? Everybody, you don't look for your name only. You're like, who else is sitting here? Who, who, oh, I know them. I know them. Right? Amen? I'll leave that alone. So, so anyway, you see your name. You see, you, you, you go, you are invited, you've made the RSVP, and you go and you're looking for your name. Folks, when you look at this, amen, the marriage supper of the Lamb, I don't know about you, uh, but I do know that there's a calling, He's a, there's an invitation, I do know I have to respond to that. Come on. I have to respond to that, amen, and I also know when it's time to go, only those that have made their election sure will leave this earth. You don't have to worry about it. Your name will be there. Your name will be there, but you have to make your election sure. You've got to make things right with God. You've got to obey the Word of God. You have to respond to the Word of God. So if we don't, then don't cry about it. You made that decision. You didn't RSVP. You didn't respond to the voice of God as He tenderly called you. Amen. You didn't do it. Amen. And so... In that sense, I want us to realize that, 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 that God's going to come for his church. He's going to come for his bride. He's got everything ready. Amen. He's going to sound the trumpet. He's going to welcome the bride. Amen. Where are you going? Where are you going? Look at the Old Testament. You've got the prophets. You've got Rahab. You've got all the different people of the Old Testament. You've got Paul. You've got the apostles. You've got the saints of God. Amen. I believe there's going to come a day that we're going to go to the mountain of God. And we're going to go to the throne. We're going to cast our crowns down at the feet of the Lord. We're going to crown him as our bridegroom. Amen. Jesus Christ will be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. For all eternity. Throughout ceaseless eternity. Amen. Crown him. Amen. Crown him as the Lord of your life. Amen. Don't let anything else control you. Let Jesus Christ, amen, be the King of your life. Put him on that throne. 
and said, Lord, you're, you're the control of my life. You know, Revelation 3.11 says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. And it's like the song we see for the lukewarm and the backslider. Won't wear the wedding gown. Amen. You got you to give it everything you got. Saints, you got to hold fast that which you have. You got to hang on to the word. You got you to hang on to the teachings of the word. Amen. We got an evangelist. You need to get that word. One of the ministers that are here in the local church, you need to get a hold of that word. Amen. When I preach the word, get a hold of that word. Amen. Get a hold of it. Amen. Hold it fast. Amen. Let the Spirit of God be prevalent in your life. Amen. Keep the name applied to your life. Amen. Uh, cherish the blood uh, that Jesus Christ shed for your life. Don't let anybody steal your crown. Because let me tell you something right now. The Bible says that the devil, the enemy, amen, is like a roaring lion, Roman 2, for seeking whom may devour. He's the one that's always constantly lurking somewhere in the shadows, trying to get a hold of your crown and take it from you. He doesn't want you to have that crown. He doesn't want you to live for God. He doesn't want you to, 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 to bank on, amen, being in heaven one day. He just wants you to get caught up in the things of the world and kind of do your own thing, amen, live your own life and not worry about it. But here's the point. The point is, after he comes for the church, what are we going to do? See, the enemy's out to get us. He's out to sift us as wheat. He's out to take our crown. He doesn't want us to go to heaven. He doesn't want us to live eternally with the Lord. Why is that? I believe he's jealous. I believe he knows he lost out on his opportunity. Amen. Look at some people. Judas lost his crown. Judas lost his mansion. Judas lost his soul. He sold eternal life with Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Folks, it wasn't worth it. Amen. It was not a bargain. It was not a wise choice. In fact, it was a very ignorant, as my mom would say, thing to do. Amen. The devil took his crown. And when he realized what he had lost, he could not live with himself. Hold on. I'm closing. Hold on to the things of God. You cannot, I cannot, none of us can afford to give up that crown. Amen. That's why we got to come to church. We got to pray. We got to fast. We got to read the word of God. We got to be determined to live for, 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 for the Lord. Amen. In an ungodly generation. Folks, this isn't new. Read the Old Testament. There was a whole lot of ungodly generations that were going on there but we have to realize that in even in the midst of an ungodly generation you had people like Noah come on you had people like Abraham you had people that would stand up that would simply say I'm serving the Lord I'm walking with the Lord amen I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn back from the Lord amen you had Enoch that lived for the Lord 365 days he had a testimony that he uh, 365 years he had a testimony that he pleased God and God took him in the midst of an ungodly world folks let me tell you something tonight as we stand together all over this place amen I'm not discouraged today Folks, I'm not discouraged today. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Amen. Just hang in there. Give it everything you got. 
Because the King of kings, the Lord of lords, I believe is on his way. Amen. When you look up at night and you see the stars and you see the moon and you see all the lights of heaven, understand God made that. Understand, amen, that he's coming back for us. Understand that he is not, he has not ever been shortchanged. Amen. He, he's, he's got it all under control. So I'm not discouraged today because I know he's coming back for his church. That's why I can say, look out world. Look out devil. Look out hell. And that's why I can pray, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I wonder tonight if, if you feel comfortable coming to the altar. I would just love to have a massive altar call tonight. But if, if those of you that want to come to the altar, you can come. Space yourself out where you mask. You that are in the pew, if you don't feel comfortable with that, would you just take a moment right now where you're at? Because you know God's everywhere. He's just not in the front of the church. He's in the back of the church. He's in each individual pew. So it makes no difference. But would you for a moment when we sing and lift him up, would you just start where you're at right now? Just raise your hands and begin to pray and ask God. Just search your heart tonight right now. Search your heart. Search your heart before the Lord. Say, Lord, help me with my life. I, I want to be what you want me to be, Lord. Can you do that? Can you do that tonight? Wherever you might be standing, wherever you might be sitting, come on.